contract mates. Lower your iPod and surrender your time. Your enthusiasm and passion for Star Trek will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmates podcast. His continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Welcome to the second episode of Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. And my name's Paul Drinkwater. Oh, well, it's been a slight delay, hasn't it, Paul? It has, yeah. Sorry, that, that might be slightly my fault. Yeah, no, I'm afraid <laughs> real life has actually... Uh, got in the way. Got in the way <laughs> of uh, the second episode of Trekmate. And why is that? Uh, I moved house last weekend, so... Uh, Instead of unpacking the final bits and sorting everything out, we are here recording episode number two for your pleasure. And uh, and I must admit, I'm quite surprised to see how many people we've actually got. Uh, we had quite a few replies, didn't we? Yeah, no, we've had a lot of people contacting us, uh, which is really cool. Really like that. And also uh, had a couple of uh, cool emails as well. And yeah. uh, but also the uh, I was quite happy with the uh, listener numbers as well. So yeah, that yeah. Uh, that surprised me. I must say, especially I... as some people we actually know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. There's definitely at least one person that we know yeah. from years ago, but we'll get onto that when uh, when we get down to our competition entries because mm-hmm. uh, he was one of our uh, lucky entrants. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, no, but to be honest, I think it was a bit inconsiderate, really, for moving house right on episode number two. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, you could you could easily save a lot of time and just teleported all of your stuff over. Yeah, well, unfortunately the government wouldn't let me use their transporter. Uh, well, apparently we're not meant to know it exists. <laughs> that's the thing. That, that's no excuse. No excuse at all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, we're going to uh, try and entertain you as much as we uh, can say. So, um, we might as well start off by just going through some of the news. Let's jump into the news. Well, recently, over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've uh, notice that there is now a new Star Trek jewellery line being released on uh, Amazon.com. 
So uh, that which is really cool. So obviously Christmas is coming up. Yes. Yeah, so buy your loved ones a lovely Star Trek necklace. Yeah. No, that's it. It's it, to be honest, some of them are actually really nice. They're uh, obviously wow, not. Some, they're, they're not real diamonds, but uh, like they they're like the fake diamond sort they're of. They're replicated. Look. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you got a. Uh, I, some of them, they're, they're, a lot of them are like the insignias, uh, like around either keychain, necklaces or bracelets. Yeah. So, no, they look really, really cool. I, I didn't even know there was uh, one coming. When did it launch? Uh, it only launched December 1st. Oh. December 1st, it was report, reported on trekmovie.com. Ah. And they've got some, like, that's the thing, I love that. They've also got some Klingon emblem ones. That's brilliant. Those uh, bracelets, some of those, uh, a bit like, look like uh, Links of London, but they're actually Star Trek. They've got Star Trek charms on them. Yeah. A couple of, uh, a couple of the, the logos on, uh, on, necklaces and stuff it looks really nice and check it out then that's the thing to be honest I can't think of anything better to buy that uh, female trekking in your life no exactly that's exactly. the thing well mine's still waiting to be converted at the moment so uh, and uh, to be honest I, I don't think I'm ever going to really convert mine no no, no. It, that's the thing as as much as she loves me uh, I think I think she tolerates <laughs> my my nerddom yeah, well, Some, sometimes she lives in denial. I think mine, mine lives in denial quite a lot. In, in fact, when I said, "Oh yeah, well, tomorrow we're going to be doing the next episode of Trek, mate," she sighed. I could hear her shaking her head on the other side of the phone, uh, other end of the phone, and then she changed the subject. So, uh, yeah, but to be honest, that's not fair, really. No, yeah, she should love you no matter what. Well, exactly. Well, she does, but uh, to be honest, uh, and if, uh, if she starts like complaining again, assimilate her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, honey, I, I wouldn't really. Yeah. Resistance <laughs> is futile. <laughs> she hit me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but also, um, Star Trek Online. That's how it's. Uh, uh, season five's gone live. If anybody out there is a Trekkie and you don't uh, or haven't been on Star Trek Online, do it. It is absolutely superb. January, I believe, is the time when the free-to-play uh, version is coming out as well. So you don't actually have to pay a subscription. I think the subscription at the moment is only £10 a month, but it is so worth it. It is absolutely fantastic. It's so in-depth. It's just not a first-person shooter. You go out there, some of your missions might be exploration, some of them might be scientific, some of them might be medical. Yes, there is fighting in it, and it's, it's ship and it's first-person as well, but oh, absolutely superb, and it looks like Season 5 got some real treats in there as well. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not quite as high-ranked as yourself, because I only started playing it about a month ago. But to be honest, it really is such an immersive game. It is, it is. And the updates that they've recently just put on there as well have just expanded it so much more. I mean, it was a fantastic game um, until the update came in about two two weeks ago or a week ago. But now it's just so in-depth. You could sit there, you could spend six hours on it just at Memory Alpha um, doing research and replicating things. And, 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 and that's before you've even actually chosen to do a mission or hail Starfleet to sort something out. Oh, so good, so good. And also, um, it's a question of, uh, it, that's the thing, now that Starfleet Academy is getting more, like you can actually do more stuff there. Yeah, because first of all, it was just a case if you've been down, you went there, you could change your uniform, your clothes if you wanted, but that was about it. But the yeah. new update's actually incorporating Starfleet Academy, you, you can actually do things down there now. Mm-hmm. And, and the good thing about it is everything is customizable. Absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. If you're a 9 foot tall, 24 foot wide, and Dorian, who's, who's got tattoos all over their face, you could make it a reality. You can actually make yourself that person. 
And Superb. Have you known many nine foot Andorians with tattoos all over me? Well, I saw one coming, but I beamed up quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, I'm there. I'm um, I, I'm a Starfleet officer, but I'm Klingon. Yes, yes. I'm a Klingon. I'm a, I'm a bit of a war. Yes, you are. Whereas I'm a trill. I decided to be a trill. Yeah. No, highly, highly recommended. But also highly addictive. I do recommend that if you're at the start of a relationship or if you're about to start on some sort of college course, don't go near it because you will fail on both counts. You'll be diverting too much time to this game. Yeah, but to be honest, that's not a bad thing. No, but it depends. <laughs> you know, Star Trek can fill up 90% of your life, but sometimes you just need that little bit of intimacy. And... Um, See, see, I think that's where I, where we, where we differ. I really had no problem whatsoever at diverting time that I should be spending on like actual real life things. <laughs> I, 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 maybe that's where I've gone wrong <laughs> in some aspects. Oh, okay. uh, also, just uh, like say, like uh, if anybody's out at Starbase Indies uh, convention this weekend over in America. Hope you have fun. Like they've got some great uh, lineups over there. They've got uh, Joel, uh, John Billingsley, old uh, Doctor Flox, is appearing. Oh, brilliant! But then also uh, Tony Todd. Tony Todd was brilliant. He uh, played Kern. Oh on, yes, yeah. Uh, DS9. But then also uh, one of my favourite parts. That's the thing. I've loved him in loads of other things. Whether it was Candyman or he also he's been in Smallville, and I'm a big Smallville fan. Uh, but one of my favourite episodes. Um, I'm trying to think of the ep- name of the episode. Name where uh, the one where uh, Jake, uh, where S- uh, Cisco gets into an accident. Yep. And uh, he's stuck in like say a, a time where he disappears for so long, but he's linked to Jake. So Jake's getting older, but Cisco keeps jumping back. Do you remember that one? I do, but it's been so long since I've watched um, Space Nine. That's the thing, I need to rewatch that one, because that one, I, I will admit that episode made me cry, because <laughs> it was so, so touching, and Tony Todd was absolutely amazing in it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, um, if any of you guys are at Starbase Indie this weekend, we hope you have a great time. And and mention to the people who are running it that they really should come and do a Star Trek convention in Hertfordshire, because it's a long way for us guys to go all over the way over to America. Yeah, that, I tell you what we should do, Paul, is next year, I know they don't have a, like any real Star Trek dedicated uh, conventions over here, but we do have some sci-fi conventions that have uh, some of the uh, Star Trek guys over, and maybe we should do an away mission. I think we should. Next year, and yeah. do an away mission, go and... Like, Let's go do and a live, some... we'll do a live podcast. Yeah, no, I think that would be uh, pretty cool. Yes. Uh, also, um... Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to see it yet because uh, it never broadcasts over it. But this week, um, uh, just gone, uh, Trek Nation was uh, broadcast. The documentary uh, recorded by Rod Roddenberry. Oh, I wanted to see that. Yeah, no, that's it. Hasn't been over it yet, but we're looking forward to it. I hope uh, you guys enjoyed it. Give us any feedback. Let us know what it was like. Or links if you know a link that we can legally. Um, uh, watch it through. We'd be very happy to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we would love to watch that because also um, Nichelle Nichols was talking it up on Twitter for quite a while, and she was reckoning that it was going to be absolutely amazing. Oh. And if it's got a Hura's backing, then, then yeah. But also, it, Rod Roddenberry, when I was uh, hearing him talk to other people, uh, was very much turning around saying that it was uh, 
but for him personally, it was like a uh, journey of discovering his father because he uh, he never really got Trek when he was younger. Yeah. And it was only after his father passed away and like he met some of the fans and they were telling him how much the episodes meant to them. Yeah. That then he uh, like finally started to get what Star Trek was. And oh, and nice. so for like about ten years or so, he's been making this documentary, and uh, he's been interviewing all the people that were involved, people that were affected uh, by Star Trek. So it, it looks like it's going to be an amazing view. That sounds fantastic. But, uh, so yeah, no, we, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that who uh, did watch that. Also, a uh, a bit of a Trek mate news. Oh yes. Yeah. No, we. Uh, we have been syndicated, Paul. We've we have. After one show. Yeah, after one <laughs> show, we've been syndicated to our friends over at uh, trekradio.net. So uh, our show is now getting broadcast in their uh, listening schedule on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So over here in the UK, I think that's... I worked it out the other day. I think it's about three. It's either two or three p.m. I did post it on uh, on our Facebook and Twitter. So if you're not sure, have a look on their site and have a look at their schedule. Yeah. No, I I'm pretty sure it's ten a.m. But no, that and to be honest, some really cool guys over there because it's it's a twenty four seven Star Trek radio station on the internet. Brilliant. So uh, they've got a lot of. A lot of music on there, like from like the guys that we like, like Warp Eleven. Oh yeah. And then also uh, they've also got a huge uh, array of live shows as well. That so like it's more uh, like on American time. So if we want to listen to most of the live shows, we have to be up in the middle of the night. And I'm not good at middle of the night. But still, we <laughs> can. See, I'm sure we can catch the tail end of it when we get up for work in the morning. Oh yes. So, uh, but yeah, no. So them guys over there, they uh, do really good. Uh, really good job on their site and uh, we're really happy to be uh, affiliated with them so thanks very much Trek Radio yeah and uh, hello to any of the Trek Radio listeners that are listening to us on Wednesday over there indeed if you listen to us now hi and also it's a great place to go because not only have they got like really big forums but also whilst the show's on uh, why don't you pop over there They've got an IRC chat room, so you can have a chat to other Trekkies whilst you're listening to uh, to your uh, dose of Trekmate. An absolute social environment for you. Exactly. So, yeah, no, that's, uh, to be honest, uh, really chuffed with that. Really chuffed yes. to be uh, uh, associated with them. Uh, also, um, we've had a, a release date for uh, the new Star Trek movie. Ah, uh, have we? Yeah, no, and it's going to be filmed in 3D Super this time hard. around. So, yeah, everyone get out uh, get out to your local IMAX theatre and uh, your local cinema that does support the 3D. Because grab, grab your goggles and get ready to explore. Yeah, because it's coming out on the 17th of May 2013. Ah, oh, we can nearly say it's coming out next year. Yeah, exactly. Nearly, nearly. <laughs> that's the thing. Give it another couple that's of weeks. Not, that's not long after your birthday. Anyway, there's your birthday present for next year. I'll take you to see Star Trek. Well, that's the thing. Mine's May 10th, so it's only a dead week afterwards. Exactly. So, but that's what my uh, present was when the last Star Trek film came out. My, my missus decided to uh, get us tickets to go and see Star Trek, but obviously she's not a big tractor, so it meant a lot that she went out of her way to uh, get us tickets, but then unfortunately she got ill. Oh. 
So I went without her. <laughs> I like that. You didn't stay at home and tender. You went without her. No, All right, I did. See you later. <laughs> it, it was very much a case of I was being the doting husband. Of, like, uh, you are okay, aren't you? You do feel all right. Okay, then I'm going to see Star Trek. Bye! <laughs> I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> but I'm sure all of you out there would do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you can't let Star Trek tickets go to waste. No, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, because that's the thing. It was only, uh, uh, it wasn't that long ago in 2000. Uh, like, what year was it? 2009 that it came out? 2009. I can't believe it was. that, though. It really yeah. doesn't seem it was that long ago. Yeah. I know it's only two years, but. Still, it's two years. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can still have the adverts looking at this on the internet and just seeing the Star Trek logo and saying, come on, give me more, give me a trailer. And now it's like, well, the next one's coming out soon. And time's flying. Oh, like. talking of trailers, uh, also, I just want, uh, forgot to say about Star Trek Online, they've uh, just put up a new video of the, uh, they've revised the intro. Oh, yeah, new cutscene. That's the new cutscene intro with uh, Leonard Nimoy, and it goes... A lot more into detail about like the fall of Romulus and Remus. Yeah, no, very good. Which uh, is very cool, and that's also going free to play in January as yes. well. So that's going to save me a few quid. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to that. Cause, yeah, uh, it was costing me a bit. And obviously, having a new house now, I can't be uh, can't be uh, being too frivolous with my money. I don't think you've ever been that frivolous. <laughs> you've always been quite well uh, well grounded with your spending. Well, yeah. No, and also, um, uh, even though it's a couple of days late, just like to say happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to Michael Dawn. Good old Worf. He's, uh, he's just turned 59. 59. Can you believe it? No. no, that's the thing. Is To be honest, I still envision all of the uh, Star Trek cast the as they, they are. As yeah, they, they were. were on, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's why sometimes you see them on there. Who are you? I know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, but Patrick Stewart is getting near 70 now. No. Yes. Shut up. No, he's getting near 70. That's I don't believe that. No, that's the thing. It's, it, to be honest, I had this real moment like a little while ago. That, uh, 70? I, yeah, honestly. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, well, think about it. Michael Dawn's just turned 59. Yeah. Patrick Stewart was at least about 10 years older than him. Yeah. I, I'm sure he's either just coming up to 70 or just turned. He's because, such a fantastic actor. Oh, I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Absolutely love him. Especially this time of year, the Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart in is a must. Yeah, that's the thing. He does a lot of one-man shows and yeah. like a lot of Shakespeare stuff still, and I'd love to go and see him in some, no, uh, some of this stuff. But uh, Because that's the thing. I had a real moment recently where um, I, I suddenly realised how old some of the icons that I grew up with were getting. Yeah. And and it really made me feel my mortality a bit. So I just went and played the Inner Light theme tune and cried. <laughs> I can imagine you doing that. <laughs> Sitting there, curled up in the corner, rocking backwards and forwards with your knees up. <laughs> I know, that's a bit, the, the only hope that I've got is they reckon that they're uh, going to be able to man- manipulate the human gene in within about 30 or 40 years. Yeah. To, uh, slow down or stop the aging process. But that's so, going to be too late for Patrick Stewart, though. I well, that's the thing. Cryogenically freezing. Yeah. But saying that, Patrick Stewart will outlast all of us. I'm sure he's got at least another 40 in him. No, he must have. That's the thing. That's right, the young thing like him. That's the thing. He's a legend. <laughs> Legends never die. They though. don't. Uh, also, a little bit of real-world news here, Paul. Uh, NASA's found uh, like another planet that may contain life. They've, ah. they've said that it's uh, definitely within the Goldilocks zone. 
brilliant. And also, obviously, we haven't been there, but they uh, they can tell from uh, different waves in like uh, the telescopes, like that they read that um, the the planet they reckon is definitely in the right temperature and it contains water and it's in the right area of the solar system of the. Uh, of its uh, star, so and they've called it Kepler twenty two B. They really, really need to start putting on the interview process for people who go for these jobs. Right? Yes, you've got all of that relevant experience. You've got all of these qualifications, but are you good at making up names for things you find? Because we don't want this rubbish. Kepler twenty two B. You know, uh, oh, oh, I would have called it Voltron. Voltron. Voltron, yes. Yeah. Well, where do you live? I live on Voltron. That's the thing, but it, unfortunately, uh, this planet is six hundred thousand light years away. Uh, no, not thousand, six hundred light years away. Six hundred light years. Yeah. Away. So that's the thing. If, if so, pack some sandwiches. That's the thing. We're going to be a little while, <laughs> but no, that's the thing. But saying that, if they uh, continue. Uh, like doing well at the old, uh, what's it called, the centre where they're testing the speed of light. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if they keep breaking the speed of light, it won't be that long till they sort out warp drive. Well, that made me worry, that did, because I read somewhere that that place, if it went wrong, uh, and then it, you know, exploded, yeah, take half the continent with it. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> that's only one theory. Yeah, so that's like saying if you were given a car, and they said, right, well, there you are, there's a car, it's free. But there's a possibility that if you drive it, drive it it's going to blow up. You'd go, I'm going to take a bike. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, if you don't take these risks, then we're just going to like be the same forever. Yes, yes. There, there is always an element of risk, but saying that, I, I'm 100% confident that the uh, super scientists know exactly what they're doing. Well, we, we, we live in hope, don't we? <laughs> That's the thing. So... Uh, yeah, no, I think... Well uh, done, NASA. Yeah, well, uh, well done, NASA. You're uh, getting Doing us closer. Job. But also, you've got uh, you've got uh, think about all of the uh, NASA scientists, most of them are Trekkies as well. Yeah, so, well. So they're desperate to find... Everything. New life. Exactly. New life and new civilizations. So, uh, yeah. So they're doing well. Yeah, no, they are. Okay, so uh, after the news, I guess we can... Uh, head on over to the email section. So, uh, do you want to kick us off there, Paul? Yeah, yeah. We've had an email over from Jacqueline, who sent in one saying, Hey, Trek mate, just finished listening to your podcast and wanted to share a few things. The first Trek experience that she can remember was when she was five or six years old. She was downstairs with her mum watching The Next Generation. Can't say which episode, but it was definitely data-related. I watched the entire Voyager series that came out, and then DS9 when we finally got satellite TV. Sounds like a girl that's about sort of our sort of age. So that's the thing, she's into the same series. Exactly, and so. that's somebody else whose first Trek experience was watching one that had data in it. And to be honest, you can't go wrong with data. You can't. You can't go wrong. You can't. She continues with, I agree completely that Voyager could have ended better. A lot of things in Endgame seem to be pulled out of their arse, pardon my language, like the Chakotay and Seven relationship. Granted, it's still my favourite of the series, closely followed by The Next Generation. Some fan fact, uh, fictions are extremely disturbing. I oh, learned the just, hard way yeah. what slash means. Blah. Yes, <laughs> I uh, had well, a similar experience to you there, I think, Jacqueline. But to be honest, that's the thing. It's a question of, it may be disturbing to us, but it definitely caters to its target audience. So as long as they're happy, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone to their own. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um... 
continues with, I've successfully converted three friends into trekkers and will recommend your podcast to them. Well good, done. Good girl. Last point, I don't know if in the UK they are known or not, but in America there is a really stupid family who, for reasons beyond my comprehension, have a hit TV show and their last name is... Kardashian. Ah, yes. Now, I saw those on the front of a magazine the other day, the Kardashians, and I was thinking... That's not right. You can't do that, surely. Because that's the thing. They've got there's the main one, Kim Kardashian, I think her name is. Like she, the only reason why she's famous is because she, uh, uh, like she ended up uh, making a uh, sex tape with her partner, oh, and right. then it like went viral, and everyone downloaded it. She made loads of money, and then she decided to pull a whole like trailer of her family along with her. So she's like got. Uh, none of them are that stunning, I don't think. There's like three of them, and then like there's like this big one that looks like Chewbacca from <laughs> Star Wars. So. Um, every time I hear someone say the Kardashians are on TV, I think, oh my god, Kardashian, Kardashians, which episode? Of course, I'm always disappointed. To be honest, I would be. I would be as well. In fact, I, I was disappointed when I read it on the front of this magazine that it said Kardashian. No, it wasn't. I'll tell you where it was. It was on AOL, front page of AOL one morning. It said Kardash- the Kardashians, and there was this free picture of them. Oh, was look- you just like, a bit dyslexic with reading it? At oh, I was. Point, I, yeah. Well, I just thought Kardashians. It was early in the morning. Someone's made a typo. Yeah, I'm not shouting at the computer. You've got people who edit this. How can you make such a... Fatal error, a spelling mistake on there. And that's the thing, and then you flicked over and you thought you were watching Star Wars. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, she's also put a suggestion on the bottom of the email. I'd love to hear your review of the Voyager episode, Coda. I'm sure we can do that. I'm sure we will. We will make a note of, uh, of having a look at the Voyager episode, Coda, for you. Um, we might hear from you again in the future or on Twitter. And your... Should we give the Twitter address out? Do you think yeah, she mind? No, she won't mind getting a few more followers. Lovely. Um, if you would like to follow her on uh, Jacqueline on Twitter, it's uh, the Twitter at, name is at science underscore is life. Yeah. Um, and you can grab her on there. And she finishes it off with live long and prosper. And uh, Jacqueline was actually... She did tweet us as well. She's tweeted us a couple of times. Oh, and uh, she also clarified for a call when... Uh, Last week you was uh, discussing your car boot sale. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no. In America, apparently, uh, they do have them. However, they're actually called flea markets. Ah. And I looked into it a bit. Sometimes they have like indoor, uh, indoor covered flea markets, like with a bit of outdoors as well, where everyone can just go along. So yeah, they, I, I thought you would be happy to know that uh, that car boot sales do extend beyond our fair man. That's lovely, that's lovely. Although, if you go to America, apparently you get pleased with everything you buy. Paul, I think you've just alienated half of our American listeners <laughs> then. So, but no, um, sorry. So, thank you very much, Jacqueline. That was a brilliant email. Love to hear it. Yep. Uh, so, and also, uh, just like to give a shout out to a couple of our tweeters who have been... Uh, uh, enjoying the show over at uh, Twitter. That's uh, Queen Cat Blue, uh, Mark Stamper, and Max Wright. So hope you guys are listening, and uh, thanks for being uh, my uh, loyal followers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also over on Facebook, we uh, received uh, like a, a well done message as well as his entry into our competition uh, from Robert Bell. And Robert Bell, as uh, no one else would know, often at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is a uh, like a, a long-time friend. Uh, indeed, indeed. Where, well, I have actually known him since I was about four. 
Well, I'm learning that one. I'm just doing it from school. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the thing. I, uh, I used to go to the same nursery as them. Yeah. So, uh, but we haven't actually seen you since we left school when no. we were 16. So. No. So, hi, Robert. Yeah, no. Nice to like, hear from you. Yeah, nice to hear from you. But also, he's, uh, his mum was quite an important important role into my uh, track life. Was she? Yeah, no, very vital. Because she was actually the lady who uh, every week would sell me my uh, Star Trek fax bar. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's the thing. No, and to be honest, that's, I, I don't know. It, obviously, I know that the fax bar wasn't released in America. They released, uh, like, not as long runs, but uh, they also released it in, like, the parts of Europe, uh, Japan, and also Australia. But it was like a weekly, uh, a weekly magazine that like you ripped off like each page, and it had different sections. Like you would get a, a ring binder every so often when you needed more space, and you had like a section on uh, characters from Star Trek. It, it done it very much. It didn't do it like uh, looking at the TV series. It done it from as if you was from that universe. Yeah. So it it was very much. Like these are the facts. These are the technical manuals and everything. Because you have uh, parts on the characters, uh, profiles on the species. You had uh, loads of blueprints and everything for all the ships. Then you had like episode synopsises. And to be honest, it went on. It was a a weekly magazine, and it started. I think it was about ninety eight. Ninety eight. I think it was, and it finished in about two thousand three. About two thousand three. I think. So five uh, yeah, years in a weekly it, magazine. It went three, I think it was about 304 issues. That's the thing. I don't think my mum realised what she'd got herself in for when she turned around and said, as a treat, I'll treat you to this magazine. I was yeah. like, yes, brilliant. And then like a month later, she was like, is this always going to be weekly? And I was like, oh, I think so. And she's like, how long is it going to run for? Um, probably maybe a year. And then yeah, it, it, You didn't it, tell her five. <laughs> that's the thing. As, as each year, she... Every time I came home with a new ring binder, she was like, you've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> she was just, she was like, they're not going to stop, are they? No. And I was like, well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I collected those, I must say, but I cheated. And um, again... I Don't was, tell me, it was a car boot. It was a car boot, so I went over there and I got uh, oh, probably about 80% completed back files, about five that is cheating. <laughs> that is cheating because I paid two pound per issue, <laughs> and I paid a fiver and I got eighty percent of them. That's the thing. I I, I spent way over six hundred pounds. So in American dollars, that's probably about twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> and I spent well, what was that? Be? Coming up to about ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, but it was uh, to be honest, I really enjoyed it. Each week, I tried to read. Uh, I read it back to front before filing it away. And to be honest, it's such an in-depth, yeah, in-depth um, might look at the Star Trek world. Yeah, they were, uh, they were definitely in-depth. And I say it, that's the thing is uh, because up until about uh, like after about I think it was issue fifty-six or seventy around there, they got um, a fellow. I don't know if you're familiar with him, a fellow named Larry Nemechek. Uh, the name rings a bell. Uh, to um, actually uh, like join, uh, like join the fold, and because he's uh, very much the uh, go-to guy for any sort of Star Trek knowledge, he is the Star Trek man when it comes to everything. His head is filled to brimming point. The, the Star Trek nerd. That's uh, I wouldn't even call him a nerd. I'd call him a legend. 
That's the thing. So because he uh, really is like he um, initially got noticed because in uh, whilst Next Gen was on, he actually wrote some uh, unofficial companion guides. Oh yeah. And the producers of the show um, like found out about him, read him, like realized how much of like an in-depth guy he is, and they actually got him on the show as like a consultant. For all of like the law, technical specifics, and everything. That's superb. They got him on there for that, and then uh, the Star Trek Facts Files had him over, done that. He also uh, he was, was probably in heaven. He was a consultant for Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, Christ. sort of the movies, and also he's uh, uh, like done loads of books. He also wrote column for um, the uh, Star Trek magazine as so well. He was living the dream. And that, he still does. Yeah. Still, I'll tell you what, that is one guy that I'd love to talk to because he just is Star Trek. He knows everything and I'd love to sit down and have a chat with him. On the off chance, if you're listening, um, give us an email. We'll get you on the show. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. I'd love to like Skype chat him. Yeah. That would be absolutely brilliant. So, uh, so yeah, and, and that was why Robert Bell's mum was vital to my Trek collecting experience. I must admit, I was just thinking, how did we get onto that subject? <laughs> yeah, no, so, uh, but yeah, so I suppose from here, Paul... We might as well move on to this week's episode. That's the thing, it's uh, that time once again to uh, visit, uh, visit our friend, the, uh, the Guardian. Let's visit him. And this week's episode that we're uh, remembering is Space Seed. Yes, Space Seed. The classic, the original series episode. One of the first original epi- uh, series episodes I've watched in a very long time. I know, that's the thing. I'm actually at the moment uh, working my way through the original series again because yeah. uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm on disc five of uh, season two, so I'm, I'm just over halfway. Yeah, well I started on Next Generation, I'm on sort of three quarters of the way through season two at the moment, so I don't want to... Jump. So what I'll do is I'll finish the next gen, and then what I'll probably do is go back and then start on the original series. Because well, that's the thing. I need to get them first. <laughs> well, when you're ready, I'll lend you. I'll lend you. Oh, I'll you. Uh, but no, well worth watching. And yeah. uh, so, yeah, uh, I think this was the first time that you had actually seen Space Seed, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Yes. Yeah. As I said, I, I I didn't really get into the original series that much. I'm just starting to appreciate it now. Well, to be honest, when I was uh, Young, when I was younger, I really struggled with the original series because yeah, I, I, I grew up with the next gen, so I, I physically couldn't get my head around the uh, the graphics or uh, or the special effects, and I didn't under, uh, I didn't really appreciate the uh, like the tones of the stories or anything yeah. at the time. But as I grew up, it's definitely something that I've really grown to appreciate and love as yeah. well. I must admit there were. Few scenes in this that made me angry. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what you've got to remember is this is a TV series that is nearly half a century old. Yes, yeah. So it, completely it was, different scope scope of TV. Exactly. That's the thing. So I really do 
look at it totally differently from the other series because I really love the original series and I've really been enjoying it. But it, it but you there is definitely uh, different styles of the way things are done and yeah. also sometimes continuity errors. So, yeah. But uh, but still I love it despite. Uh, the, the the things that you could poke fun at yeah but don't worry we will poke fun at some things <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, in this episode uh, obviously uh, well I, I won't jump the gun just as, uh, just uh, so that everyone knows spoiler alert uh, if you haven't seen this episode you might want to pause it go onto Netflix or watch grab the DVD and watch it because we are going to talk about it and we're going to be really like ruining it for you if you haven't watched yeah. it so uh, yeah, no, so uh, at the beginning of this episode, it starts out with uh, they receive uh, some strange readings and uh, they decide to investigate and then they uh, are receiving a distress call in Morse code. I knew, I, I was wondering which way it was going as soon as I heard the Morse code. And that's the thing, so you know, uh, you know it's going to be old styling yeah. and uh, they identify it as an old 90s earth ship. Uh, with some very faint life signs. Well, I don't remember. You know, as soon as I saw it on the telly, I was like, I don't remember that from the nineties. <laughs> uh, the thing is, you've got it, you, you've got to appreciate. I think I think yeah. back then they really did expect us to uh, uh, be a little bit further than what we are. Even yeah. though, to be honest, technology-wise, I think we're doing amazing. Oh yeah, it's just the space travel bit. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Uh, so, but um, so they. I note that despite some uh, few meteor scars, uh, they managed to make out the name of the ship, and it's the old uh, SS Botany Bay. Uh, uh, anyone who's not familiar, but, uh, Botany Bay is the name of a penal colony in Australia, Australia wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, Dr. McCoy is the first person to uh, introduce us to the idea of uh, the fact of the eugenics war. Like this is like from the era of the eugenics war, and uh, which obviously was like a, a group of superhumans that tried to take over the world. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and failed, luckily. Yeah. So, uh, so Kirk wants uh, an away team uh, with a 20th century historian. <laughs> which they just happened to have. Now, now, to be honest, this did make me chuckle because <laughs> why would anybody exploring space need a historian who specifically uh, also like was a uh, uh, like into the 20th century Earth on their vessel for scientific exploration. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, and another, yeah, it did. I yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It didn't quite. What? <laughs> but, uh, but still, just uh, uh, we'll just say she 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 was a vital part of the team. She was. She, so, uh, although I must say that as soon as they walked, it, they all got into the transport pad, and there was Kirk, Spock. It was a Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and, and this Lieutenant MacGyver. Lieutenant MacGyver, and she was there wearing the red shirt, and I just said, "Well, you're gonna die, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> No, not, always. not with the women. Not no, with the women. Because no. to be honest, I just watched um, Wolf in the Fold, which no. is another episode, and uh, a woman did get killed from the crew. However, she was wearing blue. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it was uh, one, of, one of the nurses, I think. Oh. So, yeah, no, so I, I think for women, the uh, the red shirt uh, rule does not work. No. Because but, she, but if you ever went to work on the original series and said, Oh, you're wearing a red shirt today, I'll go look for a job then, shall I? <laughs> That's it. To be honest, I, I think they did manage to recycle some of their red shirts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
But no, uh, but I tell you what, I love the fact that right in that scene when they're about to beam down, I love the fact that uh, McCoy uh, was uh, like still really enforcing that he hates being teleported. They, they followed that through all the way, didn't they? Yeah, he was one like, of the next generation when he was there and he didn't want it. Because he's, yeah, no, they shuttled him over. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was in the very first episode. Yeah. Cowter at Farpoint far when he was getting uh, walked around by Data. Yeah, that's right. But still, that's not spacey. No, no, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, because uh, like he was all like, uh, I don't want my atoms scattered about the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I'd be a little bit apprehensive first of all as well. Because to be honest, what have you ever thought about what actually happens when you get teleported? Because surely as your atoms, like it, 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 it totally breaks you down piece by piece. And the computer remembers every single like section of your uh, like atoms, your like everything about you, and then rematerializes you somewhere else. As you are teleported uh, and you disappear from one area, surely you're technically dead. And then when they go back the other side, they rematerialize you, and then you're alive again. The only problem that I've got with it. And it's a bit like dismantling a piece of furniture. Yeah. You could have a table in the middle of your living room. You dismantle that table yeah. very carefully and everything. You then move that table into another room and you put it back together. You've always got a screw left over. No matter how careful you are, there's always something left over. I'll yeah. be worried about that. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, I, I'm sure someone like Scotty at the uh, controls, I'm sure he wouldn't leave any pieces off. Yeah, but no. But my point was you have a love of the table though. If you put the back left leg on the front left leg instead, and the other way around, you know they're interchangeable. But you know, if all of a sudden you rematerialise, you had a, a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg, or they were around the wrong way. I, I was thinking much more subtly than that. I was just thinking uh, the person that goes in are they the same person that comes out? Or because like would so if you died. Would your consciousness then cease to exist? That's not subtle. That's deep. And then, <laughs> and then the person that rematerializes—that's new brain function—is that just then a new like brainwave of pattern thinking? And because of like you've rematerialized the brain, it's still got the same memories. It's still got the same memory engrams from the brain, but does the soul interchange from one place to the other? I think we're going to have to have an in-depth conversation on that about some point because that's a very philosophical view. I think I'm, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know how that will work. We'll have to uh, sit down and have a talk about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little while to think about it. Yeah, let me let me do some research. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I'll build one and give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, when they uh, transport over to the Bosnia Bay, they uh, find. All of the uh, status chambers. Yeah. So uh, with loads of people uh, filling them up, uh, and because they transported over the boarding plant, he's triggered the uh, ship's like uh, systems, so they start powering well, up. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I think yeah. it was more the fact that Scotty was fiddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, it, it, he, as I said, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Oh no, something automated is happening. No, it's not automated. You press something. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so when I go to Curry's with my dad and all of an alarm goes off. My mum always shouts over, which one of you touched something? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, for anybody who's listening, Curry's a huge electrical um, a wholesaler shop. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Chicken korma beeping at you. <laughs> oh dear. But um so yeah, the uh because the uh ship starts to power up they uh, notice that one uh one pod starts to uh power up individually, so they they automatically assume that it's gonna be the leader of the group yep. because he would have been the one to be uh, revived first. And uh, whilst he's starting to come round, his uh, stasis pod actually breaks. Yes. So uh, Kirk has to smash it open. And did you notice how easily that sugar glass smashed? Well, through? I was going to say, it looked like a tennis ball going through a greenhouse window. It, that's the thing. He got his phaser and literally didn't even tap it. Tap. So, to be honest, that's really impressive safety glass to know when you need to break it. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that that was 100% strong perspex sort of glass and just as you need it to break it loses all of its rigidity yep yep no that's that's the only way that i can think of explaining well, yeah. that <laughs> so um so yeah no then uh they uh recover the leader and uh they then beam him back to the ship back to sick bay and uh back on the bridge they find that there's uh, no records of the botany base departure uh and uh, that there is currently about 72 survivors on the ship uh, from all of the stasis pods. Oh, sorry. And oh, and one bit that we have missed out, which I wanted to bring a point up, is when they, jumping back very quickly, yeah. when they found the ship in space, yeah. they approached it, mm. they scanned it, yeah. they realised it was a 20th century vessel, um, you know, all systems shut down and everything, yeah. So what does Kirk do? He goes to Red Alert and arms the weapons. Was it Yellow Alert? Oh, Yellow. Oh, I think alert. it was Yellow Alert. But they give a Yellow Alert and raises armed the weapons. I mean, it was a defenceless ship. It's doing nothing. But like walking into a pet shop and seeing a little bunny rabbit pulling out a knife and going, don't come any closer. Yeah, but Paul, you're forgetting. We come in peace, shoot to kill, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. We come in peace, shoot to kill, shoot to kill, man. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So yeah, they uh, find out that uh, uh, well, actually they uh, describe it in dialogue, like explaining like what exactly happened in the 90s with the eugenics war yeah. and, and how some like, how yeah much of it was like a dark age. Yeah, and some of them went missing and never heard of again, and job done. Yeah, no, exactly, and uh, also I I love the fact that when uh, Kirk and Spock were like talking about this. Uh, so, uh, Bok was totally incapable of uh, uh, like uh, irritation over knowing the facts, like because Kirk really decided to wind him up. Yeah, he did. He decided to wind him up with uh, with uh, some of the facts there. So then we cut back to the uh, uh, sick bay, and McCoy's amazed at his patient's speedy recovery and enhanced strength. Uh, and then, and then uh, Lieutenant oh. MacGyver just suddenly walks in to check on how uh, the patient's doing. But then she looks really creepily at uh, Khan. At, uh, now, one thing I did notice in there, and good effect of lighting, that every time that she was doing these looking at Khan things, they had a light behind her head. So you couldn't see the light, but it just came up and it had this like, angelic glow around her, as if to sort of go... <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's where you would normally find some like cheesy, uh, like romantic yep. uh, tune in the background as well. Yeah, and she just sort of stared at them. 
Yeah. That's the thing. She gave him like this really. Cre- she's never even spoken to the guy. She looked at him really creepily because you got to think she's she's a twentieth century historian now. Yeah. On some spaceship, so she must be dying for something historical to happen. And then suddenly she's got this bloke turn up that she's like, "Oh, you're fit." <laughs> and the first thing she's like, "I want to examine his mind." Yes. Yeah. I bet that's not all you want to examine, though. Yeah. Exactly. But still, no slash. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Khan uh, wakes up and the first thing he decides to do is to uh, do a little bit of shiatsu there. And didn't he look ridiculous? Paul, this is a mastermind madman. He uh, has the right to look ridiculous if he wasn't. That's, that's the thing. He must have. It must have censored him. He was doing his little bit of shiatsu and uh, and then he, he hears that McCoy's about walking, so he quickly goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so let's go to sleep. <laughs> But and I tell you what, I love this because uh, that was the bit where he had uh, grabbed the surgical knife. Oh, he got and just, the knife off the wall, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he pretended to be asleep, and then McCoy's, I loved McCoy's line. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. brilliant, superb. In fact, I think that was possibly the best bit of that that whole episode. It was because that's the thing. It just shows how much of a sorry, how much of a cool cucumber McCoy is because he really did. He was just like. Well, I've uh, well, I've grabbed me or cut my throat. Make up your mind. Yeah, and then he's saying <laughs> the carotid artery is the quickest way to do it. Just a quick stab. <laughs> yeah, so cool, so cool about it. And yeah, then, exactly. and then he just well, Khan gives him some sort of praise for being such a brave, uh, brave, man. brave man, doesn't he? And then uh, I tell you what, he has balls of steel without a doubt. Because I would have, um, well, I would have needed some new underwear. <laughs> no, he is really such a brilliant character. I yeah. love McCoy so much. Uh, so then, obviously, uh, like convinces Khan that he's got <laughs> no choice but to like no. just let him go. So, uh, so uh, McCoy calls for Kirk. But have you ever noticed when they uh, actually use the old com panels, they don't actually need to say who they're going to talk to. They just press the button. I just yeah, no, that's the thing. It's not like. McCoy to Kirk. No. It, it's just uh, like press the button. Come down there, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> there's only one. It's not like it's not even like uh, uh, the the bell things you get on a block of flats. You know, like number one, number three, number six, whatever, all in the line. It is just one button. That's what I'm assuming that even though it looks like quite low tech on the show, it also has some sort of like brain scan in it because then it knows who you want to talk to. Must be. Only way of reasoning with it. Yeah. Either that or depending on how far you push the button, it depends on sort of where it goes to. Ah, so you know exactly how far, yeah. how hard you need to press the button. Push it in a little bit and it goes to Kirk, a bit more, goes to Spock, a little bit more, goes down to the holodeck. Oh, I haven't got holodeck there, have they? Goes down to the recreation lounge. To, to be honest, this is why I need to discuss things with you because you can clarify all of the in-depth bits. Well, it's me. just my opinion. If anybody else out there has got uh, <laughs> got some sort of idea of how this one-button communication thing works, we'd be love to hear it. So, uh, and then Kirk comes down, says hello to Carl. Yeah. The uh, one thing disturbed me about this, right? Okay. Okay. They know that it's a ship from the eugenics war. Yeah. They can't identify any of the passengers. Yeah. And uh, the leader of the group wakes up. <laughs> I know you're going with this. <laughs> the leader of the group wakes up. And the first thing that he asks is, can I read your engineering manuals? Yeah, all the technical manuals, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you just go, and this is, no. No, but this is <laughs> after. 
after he had refused to answer Kirk's question. Yeah. So Kirk was like, uh, who are you? Where did you come from? And he's like, I, I'm not answering. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I'm, what was it? I'm fatigued. Yeah, I'm fatigued. Going, oh, I'm, I'm fatigued. But can I read your technical manuals? Yeah, exactly. How what? trusting is Kirk? How stupid. No, 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 no. This is Kirk. I, I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. He was trusting. Okay. <laughs> Remind me of this statement in about ten minutes, and then I'll go, how stupid. <laughs> Oh dear, so yeah, Kirk then leaves him to read the technical manuals, and then uh, Spock go, uh, he goes up to the bridge, and Spock's like, well, the uh, the patient's certainly reading a lot of our technical manuals, as if <laughs> to, to say, as um, to say, what the hell are you doing, Captain? Yes, are you insane? <laughs> this is highly illogical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but then uh, Spock finds on the computers that, there's 80 to 90 uh, selectively bred people that escaped capture at the end of the eugenics war. Coincidence? No. Nah. Slightly. Yeah, that's the thing. They could just be holiday makers that took, exactly. took a wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but still, let's let him carry on with his technical yeah, manuals. Yeah, yeah. Just keep let him go on with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ins and outs of everything on the ship. So then, uh, Khan's introduced to. Uh, Lieutenant MacGyver, and I think straight away he sees a weak point. Yeah, yeah. She wound me up a little bit, to be honest. Uh, well, she's very pretty. Very stupid, but very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to say anything. And yeah. uh, then Lieutenant MacGyver... It, but then, uh, that's the thing, because he straight away starts wooing her. He gets up and starts playing with her hair. Well, how long's he been in status? He's probably a randy little sod. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You know what it's like every morning. So imagine being asleep for 300 years. Yeah. Well, 200 years. <laughs> exactly. So that's enough to get anybody's libido going. That's the thing. Forget morning glory. That's century glory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, ladies. <laughs> but no, I think he really did it, like sense a weak link yeah. in the chain there and decided he wanted to manipulate her. I think in the end he did genuinely like her. I but think, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he really did set out to use her yeah, from he did. the get-go. She was just to be used. Oh, yeah. So then, um, this, uh, the, then we cut to uh, Kirk starting to set up the uh, famous dinner scene. Oh yes, where they're uh, all going to be uh, like it's like manipulation, like at the dinner table. Good cop, bad cop, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Picard's not stupid. He cops onto it straight away. You mean Kirk? No, can't. Oh, I, I thought you said Picard. Sorry, my hearing's going. <laughs> no, Picard picks up it straight away, doesn't he? He goes, oh, you're, you're playing me off. You know, you're, you're getting your first officer to answer, ask all the questions, uh, uh, being really front with them. And then, yeah. and then you're just sitting there on the, on the back foot, just, uh, you know, playing the, the nice guy. And yeah, but just before they go to dinner, um, uh, Khan decides to go and see Lieutenant MacGyver in her quarters. Yes. Uh, he obviously looks up for where her quarters were. Yeah. Well, either that, it was the same thing as the button. He just walked out the door, walked around the thing, and just happened to be at her. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, after only seeing him twice, they, like, they decide to share a snog. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's, it's a, I don't think so, to be, to be honest, because I think she is a stereotypical nerd. Sure, she's not nerding out the same way that we do, because we nerd out over Star Trek. Yeah. But she really got her kicks from history. Yeah. So uh, I, I think she really did just sit at home waiting for her knight in shining armour to uh, to turn up. Because did you see her quarters? How? Like, yeah, she all the paintings. Home, and, that's the thing, yeah. just doing paintings. And she started painting one of him, hadn't she? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was like, oh, how... Um, 
oh, I can't remember what you said, but he was, he was very sort of touched by it, I think. Yeah, because that's the thing. She had loads of paintings of historical figures and that. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. I think, to be honest, I think Lieutenant MacGyver was a bit like uh, uh, underread. I, th- I think she was just an absolute nerd that just needed uh, someone to pay her a little bit of attention. Possibly. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing. I, I'm I'm not going to lie. Uh, growing up, I uh, I I didn't get any girls really. <laughs> oh no, I know what you mean. <laughs> so as soon as someone comes along and pays you attention, sure. Hello. <laughs> that's the thing. So if you suddenly have, so if you're a, a like hot nerdy woman and you suddenly have a bloke from two hundred years ago paying you attention, I'm sure it won't be long before you're sticking your tongue down his throat. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, uh, obviously, during the dinner, Khan's questioned over uh, his past, and he starts getting really angry with Kirk. Just a little bit, yeah. And then he walks out of dinner. Yes. One point that I did think, they found out that there was these missing people yep. uh, from the eugenics war, including, like, the biggest tyrant of the all. all, yeah. yeah. Um, why was there no security? He had no escorts at this point. No, he was just wandering around freely. Yeah. And he'd read all their technical manuals. Yeah, exactly. And he'd already tried to kill McCoy. Uh, okay, still, I'm just going to say, very trusting of Kurt. Yes. Very trusting. But we're, then, we're, we're now back to trusting or stupid? <laughs> well, it's up for debate. I'm going to go uh, with trusting. We, I, I reckon we are really slipping into the realms of stupid now. <laughs> Um, well, you never know. He might have... Uh, there like, might have been a grand plan. <clears throat> there might have been a grand plan, or he might have just been like on the tail end of a really heavy night in the uh, like in the bar. Oh, so, yeah, 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 possibly. That's the thing. He might not have been quite up to... Uh, up to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get on with it and leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Every time the camera cuts away, you just see him holding his head going, oh, no, <laughs> not today. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so... Yeah, uh, MacGyver then decides to uh, go and apologise to Khan for like, our captain's behaviour yes, and everything. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, uh, and then he gets arsy and uh, starts like grabbing her and dominating her. Well, yeah, well, this, this is a bit that took me completely by surprise. I thought, what is she doing? I mean, he was an absolute arse to her. He was so rude and said uh, something along the lines of, oh, Get out unless your heart says you want to stay or, or something like that. And I was like, it was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? That's a little bit soon, isn't it? And then she sort of stands there and he goes, go on then. And then she goes, I want to stay. And then, and then, and then he... That's and then, the thing. That is, this goes back to my point. She really had been getting none up until this. He's off. Definitely. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, it's gone from he started to dominate her to she's dominated. That was it. She is now eating out of his hand. Yeah, exactly. But I tell you what, in that scene, just like towards the end, just as he's like really telling her, I loved Khan's smirk. He really done like this evil little smirk, <laughs> and it, it was really he knew good. One. Oh yeah, that's the. I I love the character. Absolutely love it. Um, because then we uh, do find out that they uh that they do a photo match and find out that Khan was the leader of the eugenics war yeah. back in '96, because uh, it's um. Uh, Kirk, Spock, and Scotty uh, uh, all sitting there talking, and um, they uh, Spock's totally like dumbfounded that uh, Kirk and Scotty are sitting there saying that they admire Khan. Yeah, which was a bit strange, really, because 
I, I think I've really agreed with Spock all the way through this episode. First of all, we couldn't understand why Kurt gave him the technical methods. No, and then they're, they're sitting there with a, with a bloody genetically modified loony on the ship, and the Kurt and uh, Scotty are going, oh, I admire him, and because Spock's just like, what? <laughs> because their, their argument was that there was no war or famine under his rule. Yeah. But Spock's like, yes, but regardless of that, he's still a dictator. Exactly. So that's the thing. He's like... Why would you even? Why would you even not respect it? At yeah, all? E- exactly. That because to be honest, it doesn't matter if there's war, no war, no famine. You still have all of your civil liberties taken away because this is a dictator. Exactly. It was highly illogical. <laughs> <laughs> highly. Oh dear! But then at this point. Then they decide to give Khan security. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but saying that, it's one red shirt. One red shirt. Yes. Who? Uh... <laughs> and but surely history would dictate to this point this wasn't a great idea. No. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if in the eugenics war all of this happened and they was they were super strong and all of this, one locked door and one red shirt is going to do diddly. Exactly. Absolute diddly. Yeah, but the door wasn't even locked. No. So, um, so, so you've cut away one line there. It's just the one red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's, it's Shihatsu or whatever it is opened it, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm wrong. He did I'm his wrong. funny it's... little dance again, which made me laugh out loud. It was a locked door, but it was a locked door that it literally hadn't been locked. It was just the power had been turned off. Yeah, it was shut. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he forces this door open, to which the red shirt just sort of looks around, just to say. Did you call? But th- this is just... Uh, we've skipped a bit here because this is after um, Kirk had actually spoken to him and called him out on being Khan Noonien Singh. Ah, yes, it because, is. Because uh, he like called him in, decided to interview But also, uh, if Khan was running out of clothes to wear... Why did they give him a shirt? Why give him... No, but not even a shirt. You could have gave him something like casual wear. Yeah. Why give him an actual Starfleet uniform? I have no idea at all. It was yeah. a red shirt, wasn't it? It was a red shirt. And maybe, maybe, they, maybe they were trying to imply something. That's the thing. They, <laughs> You're in your way out, mate. Kurt decided <laughs> like, he, he was obviously in a sticky situation. Yeah. So uh, the best way to get over it was to give him a red shirt so that Kirk, Kirk would have an advantage because... Obviously, this guy's super strong, super smart. So uh, Kurt needed another hand. Give him a red shirt. That was sort of man. Yeah, job done. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, see, see, he was. Uh, that is where I go back to. Kurt wasn't being stupid. He, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, also, Khan then tells Kurt that he's inferior and that the race hasn't changed at all, other than the technology. Yeah. Oh dear. So. Uh, so then, uh, after th- this is when we cut back to where you was. He, oh yeah, he this is when he, he wrenches the door open and throws the red shirt. Sort of just looks around as if there's nothing going on. And boom! Yeah. That's the thing. We know what happens to red shirts. Yeah, we, we don't have to call that much. More. No, car flicks and he flies across the room. Job done. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, he. Uh, but runs. I would just like to say, well, I'll say this is Appendix One, and I'll come back to this in a little bit. Okay. But Calm tapped the red shirt. The red mm. shirt flew across the room, bounced off the wall. Didn't move again. Where were we? Yeah, no, he's dead. Yes. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll come, come back to that. Maybe I'd say deeply knocked out. Deeply knocked out, but but I'll come back to that one. Okay, because uh, then he uh, runs off to the transporter room where Lieutenant MacGyver is waiting in the wings to yeah. help out. Yeah, she's
taken sides with him. And that's the thing, yeah. She's all smitten and didn't need much convincing. Not at all. No, and uh, despite um, despite actually being treated really badly. Yeah, so, very uh, badly. So then they head on over to the uh, Botany Bay. Uh, to help, uh, like, start regenerating the rest of his Yeah, people. they activated everybody else, didn't they? And this is where we get the synchronised dancing. And uh, But the thing is, right, security calls up to Kirk and tells him that Khan's escaped. But this is only after all of Khan's men have been regenerated. Well, my only theory on that one is that there's only one guard there. The guard was knocked out, and they have all run along. Now, maybe the systems aren't as sophisticated, or he was kept being kept in the corridor that didn't get walked past that Yeah, often. but that's the thing. Surely, though, surely, though, if you're going to keep somebody like who's like quite high risk in there... Put them in the brig. That's, uh, no, but even not even the brig. You wouldn't put them on uh, the bottom deck where no one goes, next to the janitor's room. <laughs> no. no. Exactly. You, you would want them somewhere where like there would be a couple of people just to keep watch. Yeah. Because then as soon as uh, they, someone walked past and saw that red shirt was down... And the door was broken. Exactly. They, <laughs> they would like be, uh, holy crap, something's going on. Yes, something's not quite right here. But instead <laughs> they uh, whacked him next to the janitor's closet. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, no, I, I would say that was a flawed move Indeed. on whoever plans out the uh, rooms. Yeah. Who, whoever gives out the room keys. <laughs> should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're, they're all coming back, they've all woken up, but they're all standing in a line, and they were one by one doing this shiatsu stuff. And mm-hmm. then the next one, does it, and you're expecting them to start diving into the swimming pool and doing synchronised swimming or something. Still, that's the thing. They, uh, the women were hardly wearing anything. You complaining? No, I'm just pointing out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anybody okay. who's watching it, just fast forward to the bit when they come out of stasis. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll tell you what, for the original series, they did have some really useful people on there. Yeah. They really did. Um, that's, uh, no, I, I was going to make it. Uh, no, I might as well say it now, otherwise people are going to be like, what's he ramping? Because <laughs> uh, I was going to say, the other uh, just the other day, I was watching um, I Mud, which is an episode with Harry Mud where he is on a planet with androids. Is he a trader? He is, yeah, he is. That explains a lot. Yeah, he's uh, stuck on the planet with androids, and there's so many just beautiful, like, female androids. Uh, I did tweet, uh, what, uh, why didn't Noonien Soon uh, design data as good-looking as these androids? Uh, one of our tweeters did point out, oi, that's your opinion. <laughs> 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 But it, I, 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 was, I wasn't taking away anything from Brent Spiner. No, no. It's a, <laughs> that's a very, I like that. So, but yeah, no, that, that's diverting off of yeah, where, where, where were we? Where were we? <laughs> but, I, but I thought I'd better explain now, otherwise everyone's going to think he's a Well, I'll, I'll just remind me to tell your wife that for Christmas you want an attractive android. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I best not comment. No. <laughs> so, moving swiftly on. Yeah. So, um, but still, yeah, they've uh, the. Uh, sorry, my voice totally went there, Paul. Uh, my train of thought totally went. Uh, the uh, we were on the uh, oh, the, the, the synchronized dancing of beautiful women. Yeah, no, they, they uh, had decided to uh, take over the ship, and yep. they've also cut off life support to the bridge. But Kirk only finds out that they escaped after life support has been cut off. And the bridge is locked and, and yeah, everything. And exactly. th- this is another bit that griped on me a little bit. Because 
Oh, what, when they're all passed out? Yeah, everybody's passed out. Even Spock, the half-Vulcan, half-human, is and on the floor. And he's like meant to have like real real control of his body and everything. Yeah. And he's on the floor and he's unconscious. Because he could probably go without breathing for hours if he really wanted. More than likely. Yeah. Um, breathing is illogical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but everybody's unconscious. Completely and utterly unconscious. Except Kirk. Who is sitting, slouched over, slightly, mind you, in the captain's chair... Doing the captain's log. Doing the captain's log. <laughs> log. Oxygen. Feeding. And he manages to have a good old sentence or two and then falls over. Yeah, but this is a vital point to the uh, storyline. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known that the oxygen was failing. We were just going like, everyone's had a nap. Yeah. Why is everybody asleep? There's a serious situation going on. So, Don't they know what they're meant to be doing? Oh, dear. So, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they all wake up and they've been taken... Yeah. Taken hostage. Again. MacGyver's there, isn't she? Yeah, no, that's the thing. MacGyver's there with Khan. And Kirk's not too impressed with MacGyver. Uh, well, no, uh, Kirk's not there, is he? Because uh, Kirk's stuck in the airlock. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. That's. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, with the pressure dropping because uh, Uhura gets slapped about and told to put the view screen on. That's right. Yeah, of course, she does get slapped about as well, doesn't she? You really fell for her. He really went for it. Yeah. Really went for because it. Because he was about to go for that nice backhander as well. We got told to stop. <laughs> Not that I was enjoying seeing her get beaten up. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I won't read any, into that. I will, <laughs> I will move on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, they uh, because they were using Kirk as a as a pawn to turn around and say, uh, either uh, like give us your allegiance or your captain's going to die. Yeah. So which they all point blank refused. Exactly, which Khan gets really frustrated at. Yeah. And he. Uh, he lose, uh, but then he ends up losing the uh, picture to uh, Kirk. Yeah. But that's because after everything that's gone on, you see uh, Lieutenant MacGyver walk off. Yeah, she says she doesn't want to be there anymore to see this, and can she go? And he said, oh, I, ex- I expected more of you, or something like that. And exactly. Then, uh, and very disappointed. Left. Very disappointed, yeah. Then she left, but she actually left, ran down, and... Turned uh, off the security cameras. Yeah, turned off the security cameras and helped Kirk. Exactly. And uh, after they... Uh, Khan thinks that Kirk's been dealt with and the people are still refusing to help. He's like, fine, send the Vulcan next. Like, they send Spock off to yep. uh, get, like, chucked into the airlock. Uh, and then, uh, MacGyver, then you see MacGyver saving Kirk. Yeah. And, well. and considering that these are all genetically engineered humans and everything, and yeah. they're meant to have super strength. I mean, the guy walks in, I think Kirk hits him or something, it gets the phaser off him, and then Spock does an neck grip. As if it was just another red shirt walking in. Yeah, no, that's the Maybe he was just surprised. No, but you've got to think, this is, this is the Vulcan nerve pinch. It, yeah. like, it, it doesn't matter how strong you are. If, if Spock gets the right nerve, you're done. Yeah. That's but it. just the way that Kirk just went, fifth banged off, right, there you go. Oh, yeah, no, Kirk... Uh, Maybe it's just because he's been asleep for 200 years. I'm, a, I'm assuming. He's still a bit groggy. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit tired. Exactly. Yeah, so... So then, headaches, but I'll tell you what, Kirk really recovered quickly from being in like in a compressed air chamber. Yeah, yeah, he did. For somebody who would probably have to have quite a few weeks of uh, medical care and attention. And exactly. He's, he's a bit superhuman himself, is our like Captain Kirk. Yes. Uh, so Kirk and Spock escape and uh, like they uh, fill the room that they're interrogating everyone in with knockout gas. Yes, everybody's out cold. Exactly, and uh, Khan decides to run off quickly to engineering. Yes, yes. And to set the ship to self-destruct, because yep. like, if, if he's not getting it, then no one is. Exactly, uh, to which Kirk then runs down, 
do try and. And no, this is this is one point that is Carney's meant to be superhuman. Well, this is where I'd like to refer back to Appendix One. Yeah. Khan gets out of the room, hits the red shirt. Red shirt flies across the room, dead or yeah. unconscious or whatever. Whereas Kirk runs into engineering, they have a good five-minute fight. He bashes him about like there's no tomorrow, but he's still standing. And that's the thing. It, it, to be honest, it's quite a long fight. Kirk yeah. does well. And so much for super strength. Exactly. When you're Captain Kirk, it doesn't matter how strong you are. No, you don't stand a chance. He just got a metal bar in the end, bopped him over the head a couple of times, and then managed to turn off the older. But see, there's the thing. This is where you can say Captain Kirk letting Khan read the technical manuals was a stupid idea because he set the ship to self-destruct and you nearly blew up the Enterprise. I don't think I can think of an argument. Bizarre, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I win. <laughs> I can't justify it at all. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but uh, but then after all of that, they get the ship back together, and they're all yeah. and they, they they finally have a hearing, don't they? Just to yeah, they do to work out what's going to go on. And MacGyver buggers off with him. Well, that's the thing. No, Kirk really gave her no choice, really. It was because it, Court that's martial, the thing. wasn't it? Court it, martial. Because he was... Because that's the thing. They sat down for the trial and then Kirk's like, I'm dropping all charges. Yeah. I'm dropping all charges, but I'm going to let you colonise Seti Alpha 5. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. It, which I think was really big of Kirk. Yeah. Because it... Even he didn't know that the planet was going to go tits up, and then he'll come back in Star Trek to the Rapid Khan and be really angry. No, no. So that's the yeah, thing. He it's, was really it's, angry as well. It's, it's, it's not Kirk's fault. He thought he was putting him down on quite a habitable, an habitable planet. Exactly. And Khan had no objections then, did he? He, no, he didn't say actually, you know, I'd like to go set you out for six or seven. No, exactly. No, it, no. That, uh, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. It is indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <So>. It is. <laughs> but, uh, they. Obviously, uh, like Kirk said, okay, you're going to colonise Seti Alpha 5, and Lieutenant MacGyver, you're either going to face court-martial or you can bugger off. Yeah, and she goes with him, and he's like, oh, you are a strong woman after all. <laughs> and that's the thing. Khan was actually, quite, as you said, quite happy to have yeah. all of the planet. So. Yeah. Now, I can't remember, in the Wrath of Khan, have you seen yeah. MacGyver again? No, she dies oh, in between. I told you she was wearing a red shirt, didn't I? Yeah, it's true. I think she lasted quite a while oh. because uh, one of the characters, even though it wasn't confirmed on screen, I think one of the uh, like eugenics uh, like individuals was Khan's son, which I would assume would be with Lieutenant MacGyver. Yeah, but it, it was never confirmed on screen. A lot, a lot of people also thought that as well. Yeah, let your imagination. Uh, exactly, that's the thing. It, 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 there's a big gap in between to fill. Yeah, and and. Um, I know that there's been books and comics and everything that uh, in the gaps. have been in the gaps. I haven't read them, though I should do, because there, uh, there was one recently by IDW Comics, uh, oh, no. which was, uh, uh, it was entitled uh, Khan, uh, Ruling in, I think it was something like Ruling in Hell. Because oh. that's the thing, it was like he would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Yeah. So that was the quote. So, yeah, so yeah no, uh, so I uh, actually, I've, I'll try and get over that and read it and get back to you. Yeah. Because I, I, I do enjoy the comics. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I've never yeah. got any and comics. No, I, I should lend you some, because there are some classic tales. Yeah. Classic tales. That'd be good. There's some new ones out there at the moment that are continuing and everything. Maybe we should make that a little feature. I think we should. We'll have a comic, comic talk. Yeah, exactly. Comic and book talk. Yeah. Yeah, no, so... Yeah, we should do that. So, um, you know, that was the end of the episode. Uh, all in all, that's the thing. I know we've 
ripped it apart in, in areas. Places, yeah, yeah. But I, I must admit, I did enjoy it. Particularly, it was the first original series episode that I've watched for a long time. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did, I, there wasn't one point when I was sitting there thinking, "Oh God, why am I watching this?" Yeah, oh, it was actually quite. Oh, that's, 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 oh well, that's what that is. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It must have actually filled in quite a few gaps for you because obviously not seeing Spacey, but then seeing Khan. Is that the rapper Khan? I didn't know that the, the, the previous for it. But the, I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, did start watching Star Trek after the original series and saw Khan, but never saw Spacey. Yeah, so you don't actually understand the history of it. Yeah, no, exactly. Because right. I know that I saw Khan first yeah. before I saw Spacey. So. Uh, but no, it really does give you a nice backstory to it, and like yeah, I enjoyed it. Everything, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. So, if you had to, Paul, how many uh, pips would you give Spacey? Um, I'm gonna go with six, six out of ten pips for me. Um, yeah. Enjoyed it, but uh, as I said, I'm, I'm still getting into the original series. And maybe if we you ask me again this time next year when I've had a chance to watch all the original series, it might be higher. But uh, yeah. no, I'm gonna go with six. What about yourself? <laughs> okay, to be honest, I'm I'm tossing and turning a little bit between two here because I really did enjoy. I enjoy this episode. I I can look past most faults yeah. and everything. So uh, I, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. I really enjoy this uh, uh, this episode. Well, there uh, they are, guys. You know, uh, you've got a rough insight so, into what it is. I suppose if we uh, put them together, like you've got an average of seven pips. Yeah. An average of seven pips from Trekmate for a first seed. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you haven't seen it yet, well, hopefully if you, if you paused it and you did watch it, and because, because it, if not, because <laughs> if not, we just ripped it apart for you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just going to be pinking out the points on that when you're watching it. What we've spoken about, going, oh, there's that bit. I see what you mean. That annoyed me too. Or oh yeah, that was great. So yeah, no, th- uh, thank you for remembering the future with us. Indeed. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. Uh, and now, Paul, it's. Uh, Time to move over to our competition. Yep, let's have a look for the competition then. Oh, yeah, Paul, just before we start the uh, competition, I did want to say uh, we was going to put in sound clips for our Remember in the Future. Yep. Uh, but we've been having a think, and like time-wise, it, it would take quite a while to actually rip the sound clips from the episode. Yes. But also, we do discuss the episode quite in depth, so I'm actually wondering if there's any actual need for the uh, sound clips. No, I think we're. I think we're all right. Just doing the way we're going to do it. I, I, I think so too. Yeah. But if anyone wants to give us feedback on that as well, yeah. So like, again, at the end of the day, it's your views. We, we, we want to hear. We want to hear how you want to do it. So it, let, let us know what you prefer. Exactly. I, I'll give out all the contact details uh, towards the end of the show uh, because uh, we do want to hear what you guys think. So because uh, we talk about it quite in depth, I'm not sure if we actually need. The sound clips because I've watched the sound clips just pretty much speak for themselves. They do. But also, when when you're listening to a sound clip, you can't always gauge what's on the screen. No. Which is sometimes half of the story. Exactly. And if you can't see it, then it doesn't really make sense when you hear it as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no. Let us know what you think uh, either on Twitter, Facebook, or email, uh, and we can uh, like take that on board. And that means uh, now, Paul, after clearing that up. It's time to play Name That Trek. Marvellous. Okay. Uh, for anyone who hasn't played uh, Name That Trek, uh, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a 10-episode uh, run. Uh, we had the first one last week. 
Yep. Uh, and we're going to be setting up a leaderboard. Uh, we still haven't put that on the site, but we will. We will. We're keeping track of all of your scores. Uh, <laughs> that'll be on there very shortly. We uh, just need to sort out new, uh, a bit more space on the site. Yep, which is being sorted out as we speak. Yeah, so uh, we'll sort that out and then uh, get the leaderboard up there so you can all keep track. Uh, but uh, basically what it is, is each week we're going to be playing you five audio clips. Uh, each audio clip is a different character saying one word, and you have to identify that character. It can be from any of the series or films. Exactly, and you just got to identify them from the one word that they say. Exactly. So uh, they're not going to make it easy for you either. No, and uh, well, some I, of them are. I, I was quite impressed with uh, uh, a couple of the answers from last week. I didn't expect people to get as many as what they did. But, no, yeah, no. no. So uh, I was uh, quite impressed. So. Okay then, uh, for anyone that hasn't played, uh, we'll play you last week's clip, just to give you an idea of how it goes. So last week's one's closed, but we'll play it for you again, just so you can have a listen to what it, what it was like, and, uh, and then we'll follow it up with this week's one. So, so here's last week's clip for you. Playing. Chakotay. Majority. Punishment. Okay, I hope you uh, got some of them then. Uh, just get your, get your mind working, get it all fresh. And the answers for last week's uh, clip were... Right, yes. Off you, mate. What were they? <laughs> the first one was uh, Miles O'Brien. Marvellous. Uh, uh, another one was Seska. Uh, we also had Riker. And we had Neelix. And also a very trippy one that a lot of people might not have got was uh, a character called The Keeper, who was uh, one of the very first Talosians. From the pilot episode, The Cage. Yeah, I didn't get that one. <laughs> so, that's the, one, that's the thing. I said, we're doing this. And Paul said, who's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there goes my credit then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. So, uh, I, uh, quite impressed. Uh, we had a few answers in. Sorry, I don't have them in front of me. So, I, I can't give everybody an individual shout out. But thank uh, you for replying if you did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one person that I do know who went who got three points was our friend Robert Bell. Ah, oh, well done, Robert. Yeah, so uh, well done. Okay, then it's down to this week's uh, entry. So uh, here we go. We'll give you a play, and then we'll uh, do a little bit of talk, and then we'll uh, play it one more time for you. Love so, job, right? Yeah. Get your ears ready. Here it comes. Fox. Miles. Technology. It's just back. Translating. Okay, so that was your first play, and uh, we're not going to ramble on for too long. Because no, no, no. That's the thing, you don't want to hear us, you want to win prizes. Exactly. So, so get ready to pause your iPod if you've got it on your iPod, because here it comes. Farms. Miles. Technology. It's just back. Translating. Okay, so uh, here's how you enter. Now, obviously, we're hoping that some of you have uh, got all five. Right, well, well I sure hope so. Yeah, exactly. Well, the same now, I don't want it to be too easy. I hope like, they struggle. Well, no, they well, really want a little bit of, of, of competitiveness there. Yeah, exactly. You know, use your brains. It's, they're, they're, they're all right. Well, then again, saying that they're all right, I know the answers. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's we, easier we, we, when you know the answer. It's easier when you know the answer, isn't it? So exactly. It's so obvious. But uh, also, let's tell them what they can win. Uh, the, this competition, our 10 week run, uh, if you enter, uh, at the end of the 10-week one, uh, the person who is at the top of our leaderboard 
uh, will receive a Star Trek DVD season of their choice. This can be anything from the original series, Next Gen, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and Enterprise. Exactly. So, uh, and we'll get that to you, uh, like, somehow. I, I, whatever country you're from, I'll find out how to buy it and ship it to you. Yeah, we'll get the right format, MTFC or PAL, whichever one you need, so don't you worry. Yeah, so, and then we'll... Uh, get that off to you and how it works is for every person that you get right you get one point so uh the points more make prizes exactly the more that you get the higher up you go so uh and you can send your entries to us on twitter we are at uh trekmate1701 you can send us a direct message there uh also on facebook uh if you search for us we are trekmate uh you can send us a private message through that or you can send us an email at trekmate1701 at gmail.com. Uh, if you want more details, I, I'm pretty sure I would have set up the uh, page on our website. You can, so you can also check it out at www.trekmates.org.uk. Make sure you go and have a look on there as well. The and, website's quite good. And also, i tell you what I might do, Paul, is make it easier for people so that they can... Uh, have another listen is when we actually set up that page uh, with the uh, leaderboard it is uh, also put an audio clip of this week's competition so that they can just listen to the competition bit Good idea. Uh, so they can have a listen refresh their memory of it there sure we can sort that out. before they email it over so yeah and uh, that's all of our um, uh, ways of contacting us I'll give that to you again if you want to Give us any feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think of the show? Exactly. That's the thing. We've had some great feedback so far. Uh, also, oh, I forgot to mention, we've had some five-star reviews on iTunes. Have we? Yeah, we have. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. I, uh, I, I can't... Um, uh, I don't think in the UK we can actually see the ones from America, right. which is like a, a bit sad, but we can see the ones that are, uh, like, I think anyway, that's what I read. We've got five stars. Yeah. No, we've, mad. we've had five five-star reviews. That's superb. Uh, that's Thanks a, so much, guys. And two people have actually wrote reviews. One's, uh, I think it was either Lee Seam or Lisa M. Uh, and then uh, Fred1964, I think it was. I, I think I got that right. Uh, but no, so thank you very much for the five-star reviews. If anyone else is so kind, to leave us uh, any reviews, it doesn't have to be five stars, but if it does, we love you. <laughs> we so, do. So uh, I still can't believe that's only downloads. But also, that's the thing: the more people review, the more uh, downloads we get, the higher up the list we get. So the more listeners we get, the more happier we are to do this. Well, we enjoy it anyway. Yeah, it's a giggle. That's the thing: the the more uh, reviews we get, the uh, the more we can put them out there and. Just it's it's real bragging rights to be honest, and, and, and we would love to hear from you guys. So, um, oh, also as I was saying, if you uh, want to contact us, uh, throw in any comments about the episode that you just heard or previous episodes, uh, throw in any suggestions, or just talk to us about Trek. We're more than happy to hear from everybody out there. And one thing we haven't had yet, we haven't had anybody send in a recording for our collective. We really, really want to get more people on the yeah. collective. If, if you can take two minutes out of your time, we would be so grateful. Uh, if you notice at the beginning of the show, there's uh, a little bit where we do a, b a bit of a Borg impression. Where we try. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly. So uh, uh, if anyone uh, would like to join the collective, uh, just do an audio recording of uh, what we are saying on there. I've put all of the words up on the website. So yep. go to www.trekmate.org.uk. Uh, there's a, a bit on the side where it says the collective. 
so you can join that and find out uh, what you need to say and then just uh, like do it in time with what we're saying it as well. It makes it a lot easier for me than it to then sort of splice it on top of what we've got on there. Exactly. So that's the thing. We really want to build up the collective. But saying that, everyone who's listening out there, just for taking the time, it, we are a part of this collective. Everyone is a part of the Trekmate collective. Whether you're just listening or taking part, we really appreciate you just taking the time to whack us in your ears and listen to what we're saying, really. Exactly. So, uh, no, we're loving all of the feedback, but if you do want to leave us feedback, uh, either uh, review us on iTunes, you can... We've got contact. a forum on the website. Go on our website. Exactly. We do have a forum on the website. We've uh, got our Twitter account, at Trekmate1701. Check us out on Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah. just search for Trekmate, and also you can email us at trekmates1701 at gmail.com. We did try to get just Trekmate, but for some reason it's people selling hiking shoes. Yes, yes, yes. Sod you all. <laughs> That's the thing. But, yeah, but to be honest, we need the 1701 just well, to put our stamp on exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. So it, we wanted that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, that's our um, competition uh, for you guys for this week. But uh, once again, Paul, it's time to flex them Trek muscles as we play the Trek Off. Okay, then, Paul, question one. Okay. In Star Trek Generations, yep. what star did Soren destroy? The Amagosa. Yeah. I love that. I was going to finish the question. (laughs) Sorry. The Amagosa star. Amagosa star. Well done. Okay, one for you then, Mike. In Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which actor plays Jake Sisko? Uh, um, I, I, I don't know his name. No? I don't know his name. No? No. Cyril Lofton. Yeah, no, I didn't know his no, name. No, I didn't know his name at all. No. Great actor. Yeah, very Great good. actor, very but good. yeah. No, okay then. Okay, far away. In the Next Generation episode, The Best of Both Worlds, Yep. name... The lieutenant commander that comes aboard to help with the Borg invasion. Oh uh, no, no! Oh, um, oh God! I saw it yesterday. Um, no, completely gone. Completely gone. What was the name? Lieutenant Commander Shelby. That was it, Shelby. Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, okay sure. then, so it's, it, it's a clean slate at the moment. Uh, well, okay. no, no, you've got one. No, I'm one up on you. One no, up. Right. Okay. My final question for you. No, you've got two more. Have I? Is it four questions? No, it's, we, it's three questions, but we've only done... No, this is my second question. Ah. Okay, so yeah, go on. Right. In Star Trek Deep Space Nine again. Yeah. What did they use to protect the mouth of the wormhole from the Dominion? Mines. The uh, it's, it, it was uh, Rom's uh, invention of yep. the self-replicating mines. Bingo, spot on. Brilliant, excellent. Okay, then your final question, Paul. Yep. Uh, the communications officer on Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. What is her full name? Oh, Ho- Hoshi Sa Sa. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't remember. 
Hoshi Sato. Oh, so close. So close. Oh, shocking. <laughs> we need to revisit Enterprise, I we think. We do. We do indeed. Okay, a bit of an easy one for your final question. In Star Trek Voyager, who was Neelix's girlfriend? Well, well I, I would like to think he was a bit of a ladies' man and had a few flings uh, here and there, but he uh, originally came on board with Kets. That was too easy. That was way I, too I, easy. I knew I should have thought Way too one, easy. But, and do you know what that means? What? I am this week's victor. Oh. And I'm afraid, Paul, that's Trek me. Um, if you're still listening out there and you haven't turned off before the end of the show, one thing we forgot to mention, 
is the closing time for the competition. It's going to be 12 a.m. next Sunday, um, wherever you are. Um, I don't know quite how it will work in America, but um, it's 12 a.m. next Sunday, GMT. So uh, good luck, get the entries in, and we need some more of the um, the assimilation bits for the end, for the beginning. So get your recordings done, get them sent in, and we'll add you on. See you soon.